I want to tell you about our new subscription channel on Apple. You can listen ad-free to all episodes, past and present. Get access to most episodes a week early and hear exclusive bonus content that you can only get here. Go to apple.com slash club random to try it free now. Just click the try it free button now to check it out. You always, you know, look like the uh, quintessential, like, blonde... American, you were a matinee idol. I mean, you, you, you really like. I'm sure you had a lot of wet panties thrown at you on the stage. Uh, thrown at me on stage, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, 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 Darryl, lots of places. <laughs> when they throw them on stage, I think it's indication that they want to participate in panty throwing, even when the show is over. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> Do you miss that? No. Really? No, I actually don't. I so... I have matured, Bill. I, I, no, I, I don't I, miss it, man. First of all, I reject the notion... Of maturity? <laughs> In general, yes. But I reject the notion that you were implying that maturity is somehow synonymous with... Oh, with abstinence or, 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 or backing off or whatever. Or monogamy or, you know, or marriage. Actually, I, I totally agree with you. But, oh, good. <laughs> but in my maturity, I have altered my thinking about it all. I guess that that's the best way to put it. But anyway, hey, man, you know. I'm... No, I look, I think what the, the truth is, when you're a rock star... You just get so much pussy that, but unlike the mortal men of the world, like it, it actually is. I've <laughs> anything becomes anything becomes work a day, man. It, I mean, that sounds fucked up, but it's it's true. I mean, at a certain point, I don't know, man. I, I went through a lot of things. I went through a lot of things. I, I went through that that phase of my life, and now I'm in another phase of my life. I, yeah, and by the way, this is what almost everybody does. Yeah, and certainly rock stars. A, a, a lot of the rock stars I know, who you know, their heyday, my heyday, um, they're among the most devoted. You know, like Joe Walsh is a friend of mine. Yeah, I know Joe very well. Of course, I'm sure you do, and you know, could not be more crazy in love. Yeah, those two. Yeah, uh, I think it's like <laughs> I, I would recommend to everybody to get a lot of rock star pussy when you're young. Yeah, amen, yeah. amen. Uh, but I, you know, I I, I had the bad the I don't know how you put it. I was dealt bad cards because I you know I had a wife and then you know she unfortunately passed away. So oh, I'm an alone guy. Your wife passed. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I I don't know how I avoided knowing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, well. Um, but aren't you Jewish? Didn't you convert? I was, I was, I converted back when I was a young kid. I had a Jewish, oh. a, a Jewish girlfriend, Jewish wife, and that was part of the whole thing back in those days. So yes, more or less I am. That's, um, there's a tree I'm, in Israel that's, that's Daniel, Daniel Daryl. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that's the thing that I, I remember reading about you that I thought was so interesting because you so don't look like a Jew. Well, you know, you were like in the band, you were like, there was one who was like, eth, you know, more ethnic looking. Yeah. And then there was the all American. I hear you. You know, no, I, I grew up, I grew up way into, into the Methodist world, you know, in the church world. Methodist. Yeah. Yeah. No, I you know I know all those Protestant denominations. I can name them: Baptist, Methodist, Episcopalian. I can't tell you the difference. What like Methodist? Are they the 
They seem like the most hard ass. No, actually, you know. the, the, they were the most liberal of all oh, the really? ones that I knew. Yeah, See, I mean, I grew up in a very in, you know like racially integrated church, and and and, and there was a lot of it was very progressive. My, I, I got I got preachers in my family, uh, and they're all very uh, they're on, they're on the the opposite of the of the Holy Roller side, you know, they're progressives, you know, they went down to, back in the eighties, they went to Nicaragua well, and shit like that, you know, you know, it was like. But that's why I said Amish, that part of the country, Quakers, like Pennsylvania, uh, is known for that kind of progressive thing. You know, yeah. at the, at the uh, dawn of our country in 1776, there was an abolition society in America. It had 24 members. 24 people in 1776 thought abolition was a good idea. For those of, of us who are despairing about the future, things can change, you know. And they were Quakers, of course. Yeah. The Quakers were like... No, the Philadelphia people. Philadelphia people, right. Yeah. And it's kind of, and that's kind of why it's the city of brotherly love, right? It was named for, for a reason. I right. Mean, yeah. And it kind of retains... There's a, there's that a vibe there that's spirit. And, and that's how I grew up there. It's, it's, and part of what I do in my music, what is that? That's a clove cigarette. Yeah, I'll take one. No, it's a fucking joint. I don't no, know. I don't know. Okay. I don't smoke no pot. Okay. So, so if you really thought it was a clove, you were going to take it. Did you used to? Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't. Right. You matured. <laughs> well, I don't want my heart to explode. <laughs> well, you think this will make your heart explode? Probably, because I haven't been smoking any for a long time. But you must admit, this is, uh, among drugs, one of the more gentle on your... Well, you know, t the truth is, I didn't really do a lot of drugs, uh, in, in the old, even in the day. I, I never really, did, um, you know, I, I maybe nervous. All that shit made me nervous. I mean, I used to smoke pot. That's about it. But yeah, it's probably because, you know, your voice was your... It wasn't my voice. It was my nervous system. Well, then it was just a good beneficiary for your voice because voices yeah. in rock suffer greatly from drug use. I mean, you think about something like Harry Nielsen. Oh, well. What? No, no, I'm not saying right. anything. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm <laughs> hearing like, you. Like his, the vocal on things like, uh, what was that hit he had? Without, uh, can't live. If can't live, it. live away Yes, you'd be good on that one. Yeah, I did that song once. You did? I did it for a Japanese uh, something. I like they, they wanted me to do it, so I did this. You got to really have the chops to sing that. That's that's a high. Could I get a there. copy of you singing that? Is that exist? somewhere in Japan? Yes, <laughs> somewhere. In the, Book in the, me on Japan. <laughs> anywhere next in there, man. To Tokyo. I'm going to track this down. Like check it out, man. Colombo. Okay, um, but uh, you know, and but all the partying and the coke. In, he was not out of his 20s, I think, when he had ruined his instrument. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a funny thing, man. The vocal cords are really strange. No, right. No one really knows how they work or why they work or why they work for singers as opposed right? to regular people. Right. Yeah, it, it's a very, very strange thing. It is a strange thing. Why? I always thought it had more to do with the ear because... No, it has to do with... No, I, I talked to, there's a, what's his name, man? Uh, it's a matter of, in Boston. He's a famous, a famous... Uh, Bill Russell? No, no. <laughs> he's a, he's a, 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 what do they call it? Who, he deals with the throat. He deals with the throat. He, he deals with everything for throat cancer to, to just... Oh, a doctor. Problem. Yeah, he's a doctor. 
and and he he's he's the foremost guy and and he said that the the whole idea of of the way vocal cords vibrate like you go ah! no one knows how you do that how that works why that happens how you can do that some people can do that some people can't do that and but, it's, it's, but what we do know is that when you abuse something in your it you, fucks up of course you it's like a muscle really sound good at your age well is really a, a good feat because if you hadn't taken care of yourself for whatever be, reason yeah man. you wouldn't be there because we i i mean i definitely can hear it in some of the uh, idols of my youth I, you know i mean there's just no yeah. getting around it i mean there's maturity you know your voice matures but then yeah. there's your voice goes to fucking hell right like frank sinatra sounds very different in i like it better I, I'm not a fan of early Sinatra. Old, older Frank is better. I agree. He's yeah. mellowed. It's richer. It's, it's that, yeah. I, I'd like to believe that that's what's happening to me. You yeah. Know? I mean, that's that's. It is. It's a little lower, and that's not a bad thing. Ah. You know, no. it's like in his song, like wine and fine old kegs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go there. From, from the dregs. And, he sounds like you know. You know, like he lived it, man. And he well, that's one reason why he's such a great artist. I mean, you know people can have different opinions of his politics, his personal life. He certainly was a controversial guy. But you can't, no one can argue with the artistry. No, no. You have to separate that from the personality. Right. For sure. So even though you're in the rock era, you can appreciate a, a Sinatra. And did you always? I, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm classically trained. I mean, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, went, to, I went to music school. Yeah. And... My mother was a vocal teacher, and oh. family were singers, and the whole oh. thing. So, like Frank Sinatra is somebody who's in the pantheon for you. Well, he's he's part of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in, he's part of the, my musical history for sure. I mean, I don't, I'm not pushing Frank Sinatra. No, no, I mean, no. I'm, I'm just saying I'm also a fan, and I'm a fan of very little before the rock era because that's when I came up, and of course. First of all, kids want to rebel against whatever their parents mm. are into. Yeah, yeah. So my father's era was big band, you know, Benny Goodman and band singers. And that's Sinatra. Yeah. Um, you know. I kind of I kind of like, my, my mom was in a band, right? And she was in kind of like a, I mean, she's 99. She can still sing, right? Whoa. But. Uh, that's good for you. Yeah. But. Um, you know, she was in kind of like what I'll call a Lawrence Walkie kind of band, you know, like the little of everything. But I, I grew up, my first my first memories were sitting there at two years old or whatever, you know, sitting in the audience watching the band and watching my mother and do all that shit, you know. So, I mean, that, that that's literally my my earliest memories, is seeing that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, but that, to, to me, that is a compliment for a singer to get from uh, my record collection to have anything pre-1968, yeah, you know? But he just, he had some, in the 60s, it's funny, people think that when the Beatles and rock came along, Frank Sinatra went away or that he wasn't relevant or he wasn't selling records. That's not true. He had a 60s sound. He somehow f found a way. Well, he had his own tribe. Those guys had their own tribe. They did go away in the pop world, but they had their own tribe. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He did not go away in the pop world. He had big hits. Well, no, that's true. He had his hits. He Str had Stranger in the Night and all that Strangers stuff. Strangers in the Night. Right. Uh, this town. No, no, no. This, and uh, I've been a pop and a pauper. <laughs> you know, that one. 
the summer wind. And, you know, he found a way to like he did. be still Frank Sinatra. Uh, and but, work within it. Yeah, and but they put a drum on it more. You know, there was an organ. Yeah, it's interesting to see how they changed the production. After Nelson Riddle, and then and, and they went into, they tried to do that. Right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, by the way, same thing with Barbara Streisand. Oh, yeah. Put out some amazing, you know, she, I, she told me, she said, Richard Perry, the great producer, I'm sure you know, yeah. turned me into a rock star. And he, they made in the early 70s. Yeah. And again, she did it because she's such an amazing artist, perfectly, where she didn't lose who she was, but now I can also do this and get this crowd. It's really interesting to have people who can cross over the transition. You know, when they're, when they're faced with this, this, this shift, this shift and they're in that world and how they can somehow adapt to it and actually prevail. That, that it's it's a really it's I, I mean, I'm sort of doing that myself, you know. I mean, and, and, yeah, yeah. So, but you have a, I mean, you have a partner, so it's a little different than. I don't have a partner. You're you not, think John Oates is my partner? You still tour together, don't you? Yeah, but he's not my partner. Well, your partner. He's my business partner. He's oh, not geez, my well, look what I've stumbled into here. He's, I, not, I, he's I, not my creative partner. Okay, I, I'm not trying. <laughs> Not try to, I was just saying, I know that you guys still tour and put out records. So that, to me, that's a partner. I mean, it's like we don't put out records. <laughs> what was the we, last record you put out with? And I think uh, it was ten years ago. That's fairly. See, I'm 66, uh, Daryl. So that's like like yesterday to me. I understand for the kids, uh, that's not. But to me, that's fairly recent. It's 21st century. John and I are brothers, right? We, but we are not creative brothers. We are business partners. We did a lot of stuff. We, we made records called Hall & Oates together, but we do, we, we've always been very separate. And it's, it's a really important thing for me. <laughs> well, you, but you certainly weren't separate on the records. And, you, I don't, mm. and, and were you separate creating them? No. We were separate on the records, too. What does that mean? I, I, I'm okay, not hearing yeah. the harmony. I'm not hearing you know what song, I love about you. Know that song, Kiss on My List? Of course. I did all those. That's all me. Well, that's okay. all me on those harmonies. That's me. That's just a Daryl demo. But that's not the rule, is it, with the band? I won't go any farther than that. Okay, let me ask you. But see, I'm, I'm, you're bu bursting my bubbles here, which, okay. Well, that's my take, job, to I burst take bubbles, it. man. I, good. I like honesty. I don't know. See, I don't know. I stopped when I was 14. I could tell you what actually was every song on what survey and what number. Then I, of course, grew up. I matured in my way. So, like, the things I know, I don't know if they were hits. Like, one of my all-time favorite records, not just of yours, but of all time, Romeo is Bleeding. Oh, is, man, thank you. Is that a, was that a hit? Was that a single? No, it was not. Really? A, I, I don't even love, know where I first I love that song so much. So much. I, I, it is in every playlist I ever had. We just put it out in England as a, as a, a, like a, as a single. I don't even know what we called it. But anyway, we re-released we re, we re that album. Oh. And that song, I listened to it because I hadn't heard that song in years. So and I was great. like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Okay. Oh. And it's loud. Yeah, like I don't know why, but when it's on my, you know who's a, you know who that made that record? Me and Dave Stewart. Mm. That's not John. That's me and Dave Stewart. Oh, John is not on that. No. Oh. <laughs> it's a Hall and Oates record, but that doesn't mean it. Okay. What about Throw the Roses Away? 
that's me. Okay. <laughs> now, was that a hit or was that just another one of mine that I... That's another, I mean, I that's love, another Bill, amazing you're, record. Bill, you're pulling out stuff that I really care about. This is this is well. I mean, as much as I love talking to you here, I could just listen to Romeo is bleeding. I know all day long. That song, man, and the lyrics. I I was like, whoa, what did I? What was I talking about? I tell you, I tell you a funny story. Clive Davis, who I got to be quite friendly with. He's a wonderful guy. You must know know Clive forever. I'm sure you have. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure Clive is somewhere right now telling people that he got you started because. As we know, Clive started everybody. And actually, I told Clive he, he one did time. start so many people, it's almost not an exaggeration. He, he started a lot of people. Yes, he really did. And coached him. Anyway, so we did this show years ago called Iconoclasts. I don't remember what it was on. But it, they would take two people who were of different fields, and they would film us together for a day or two at some of our haunts that we went to in our life, you know. So Clive and I did it, and I got to be pretty good friends with him and loved him. And I told him, you know, you're the man with the golden ears. There's like, I could send you 20 songs that are in my iPod that are just amazing songs that, to my knowledge, were never singles, or if they were, they didn't go anywhere. And I sent it to him. I'm sure Romeo was, I don't remember this, was 12 years ago, but I'm sure that song would be like number one if I didn't think other people knew that song. And I said, I'm going to send this to you. What do you think? So I send him this disc. This is back when we had discs. I get a letter. I treasure this letter. It's like, because you could tell he dictated it because he kept coming back and saying the same thing. But he was so kind. He was like, I've listened to your records, uh, the songs you picked. They're interesting songs. I listened to it twice. Once when I was in a hot tub in Mexico <laughs> looking out of the ocean. Another time when I was back in New York. So he put the time in to listen to it twice. Funny, man. I must say, these are not hit records. <laughs> these are, you know, and he was But just see, that's a, the problem with Clive. He was very nicely saying, you don't know what you're doing. or what." And, I, and, and he's I, full of shit. Well, he's full of shit, Bill. I think so. But do you want, you it's want so my subjective. What? Why do somebody like a song and somebody not like a song? It's completely. It's, you can't I mean, even. It's subjective. Can't put your finger on it. He he sat me in a room one night, one time, and he started because uh, we were doing. Uh, we did a record called uh, oh, fuck, Change of Season, and uh, and we were finishing the record, and he says, "Well, you know, it's just like that." He was, "You know, there's no hits on this record. No hits on this record." And he says, I have some ideas. And I'm like, it's just me and Tommy and fucking Matola and Alan Grubman, the lawyer that, no. Tommy Matola was the head of what record? He was my manager and he was, the, he wound up being the head Isn't of. Isn't that Mariah Carey? Yeah, yeah. Oh, husband, okay. He jilted me for Mariah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, so, so Clive is there and, and, and he says, I, I got these ideas. I have these ideas. They're, they're hits. They'll be, they'll be amazing hits for you. And he played me these two songs. One of them, and I, I can't remember the second one, what the second one was named, but the first one he played was, was a song called Love on a Rooftop. It was the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard in my life. Anyway. Love so, on a Rooftop. Love on a Rooftop. Wasn't there a song? Yes. A real song? I think Cher cut it. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Up on the Roof. No, that's that's a completely different song. Right, and that's a good one, right? Yeah. Isn't that Carole King? Uh, Up on the Roof? Uh, Carole King might have written that. Some, it's, I it's, think, it's certainly her era. Right. Right. 
But anyway, so he, he's 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 playing me these songs, and there, and I said, Clyde, and I, I literally I walked out of the meeting. I said, Clyde, I can shit better songs than this. I'm sorry, man. I literally said that to him, and, and I love Clyde, but that's I mean I had that kind of relationship with him. Yeah, I mean, again, I would love to send you this tape. I bet you I could find the playlist somewhere in the archives, and I'll I'll. I would love I, to see I'd be what, curious I to love, hear what you. I would love to hear you. Like I remember, there's a Don Headley Henley song on it. That's from the soundtrack to Fast Fast Times at Ridgemont High, called uh, Love Rules. Okay. Um, again, they're they're not songs that people know. Well, you pick, oh, you pick two of mine oh, that I right. really. Here's the other one that I play endlessly. It's not your song, but. You are the voice on it. I well, certainly the harmonizing voice. The only flame in town. Oh, am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how great is that song? That's a great song. Now, how, now that was Elvis Costello. He, he called. Just, he called just me said, up. "I need the voice." He said, I, he said, "You want to do a song with me?" Wow. And I did it. And and uh, the song was great. And, and so how does that work? Do they send you like a tape to to get used to what the song uh, is because it's new? How, yeah, how can you sing me, a song if you don't know what the song? He he, he just sent me a, he, yeah he sent me a, a demo. Sent me a demo. So do you listen to that and you get and the I song. just sang my harmony to it. Yeah, you get the song in your head. Yeah. So you doesn't you, take doesn't take much. No. No. Okay, and he knew what he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It was just one day. Yeah. That was it. Well, and then we, that's a, that's another. That, that was that genius. was that was a departure for Elvis. That was you know that was interesting. Everything is a departure for Elvis. Well, that's true, <laughs> that's which what, I admire in him. Me too. And when I say admire, what I mean is also throw out some CDs <laughs> because yeah. he did one that you Ju never know the Juliet something, and it was like string quartets and i was like yeah he okay, goes he goes in what? directions yeah well and that's great as an artist but no no i i do that fan. too but i truly you know i try and yeah i don't think you directions i go in aren't too no uh, i mean you got you can't you can't lead people down a certain path and then without even telling them i remember prince once put out a jazz album and he didn't tell me He'll tell you. <laughs> no. So like So you bought it, right? I bought it and it wound up with the Elvis Costello one that is like a street quartet. Um, uh, you know. You know, if you bought a Beatles album and it was all revolution number nine, you'd be pissed. It was like a Spinal Taps Jazz Odyssey, man. Right. <laughs> Brought to you by SignalWire, the real OGs of software defined telecom. The original geeks at SignalWire are the developers of the number one open source communications platform in the world powering everything from cloud phone systems for Netflix and Amazon to awesome products like Ring Doorbell. And now they've created an easy-to-use cloud platform that puts the power of that technology into the hands of anyone with an idea. Whether it's voice, messaging, or cutting-edge broadcast quality video, if it has to do with real-time communications, SignalWire is the answer. With SignalWire, you can customize the user experience and integrate with an existing application or website with ease. SignalWire's ultra-low latency is essential for creating experiences where real-time really matters. Whether you're a developer, product builder, or just someone with a cool idea, SignalWire offers APIs, SDKs, and even copy-and-paste code snippets to help you make your vision a reality fast. 
Build with the real OGs of software-defined telecom. Visit SignalWire.com slash random to sign up for a free account. Go to SignalWire.com slash random and build what's next in real-time communications. Go to SignalWire.com slash random. Club Random is supported by ShipStation. If you're an online business, being prepared is key. Getting ready early for the busy shipping season ahead of time is a lot less stressful than trying to catch up while you're overwhelmed. The best time to prepare for growth is before the opportunity arrives, especially for online businesses. ShipStation sets you up for growth by directly integrating with every shopping cart and storefront. So your products are easier to find, easier to manage, and easier to get into the hands of happy customers. Don't wait until you're drowning in orders to find the right shipping solution. Upgrade to ShipStation today. Whether you're starting small or scaling up, ShipStation makes ship happen. No more limiting your business to one store. ShipStation integrates with every platform, including Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and Shopify, making it easy to manage all your shipping from one simple dashboard. Join over 130,000 companies who have grown their e-commerce businesses with ShipStation. Ship more and grow more with ShipStation. Go to ShipStation.com today and sign up with promo code RANDOM for a free 60-day trial. Start today and get set up before the biggest shipping season of the year. That's two months free. Visit ShipStation.com, click the microphone at the top, and type in code RANDOM. Hey, I'm going to be at Madison Square Garden on November 12th at the Hulu Theater. Bring the kids. <laughs> Not to the show itself. Please, leave them outside. But the show you're going to love is adults. Uh, I'm a little... Um, upset about you and your partner. I Don't mean, you're not partner. That other guy, I can't even remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a little, because you have to understand, fans, we get emotionally involved yeah. with the, and we, what we hate it's, it's, even more than. It's the brand. It's the brand you want to see. We want, no. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. We want to see the people we like, like each other. It's like Molly. Oh, I do like John. It's, oh. Oh, no, 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 no. We're, oh. no, we're not, but we're not oh, good. acrimonious in any oh. way. No, 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 no. Oh. We're friends. Okay. We just have the different uh, directions. And have had since about 1975. But. Well, that's coming up on 50 years of pissing each other off. We had a couple off. good years. We, uh, had, we had a few good years. I mean, look, there is going to be a time I may, let me predict, there will be a time when you guys, something will scare you and you will realize, oh, fuck, this guy, yeah, I before it ends, we need to like... The Sunshine Boys. It, not this, no, just like realize that, yeah, for whatever reason... You were there for this part of your life that very few people get what to experience. You mean like 50 years? Very few people get to experience. No, no. You know. J John I mean, and I have a long, long history together, and, and we are brothers. We really are. And, oh, and I will never, ever negate that. But we are very separate. We I get really it. are. But there is something about great success. It's fantastic. <laughs> great, great success, success is, is fucking happening. It's yes, what, I yeah, agree. It's, uh, the fact that people are so like you. <laughs> the fact that people are so ambivalent sometimes about success. I'm like, what? Oh no, 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 what not is, me. Right. 
No, that, I think that's a measure of your sanity. If you're happy with success, you're sane. If you somehow are sabotaging it or feel terribly guilty, I mean, there's a lot of crazy guilt in America about stuff, you know, I didn't do it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a funny thing, man, where people, yeah, they, they, they do self-sabotage. There's they do. A, there's a lot of that. Oh, especially in show business. Yeah. You know? I mean, some of it is addiction and they can't, help it some of it i think is uh that kind of adulation is so overwhelming that yes it's great but it's also like you know if if you were being tickled or something yes i'm laughing but you got to make it stop it's it's too much it's too brain overload so as much as it's stimulating even that can be too much I'm guessing. I'm not a rock no, star. No, I was no, hoping no. for this my whole it, life, but it never happened. It's like you try and you. I guess the best word is is, is you, you have all this stuff happening, and you want to kind of regulate it and get it right. to a place that that is fulfilling. Were you married at the time that you were at like the biggest act in the country? I was with Sarah Allen, Sarah Smile, Sarah Allen. Right. You know. Yeah. So was it hard to be faithful? It was impossible. <laughs> impossible that really puts the capstone on this discussion that says it all all my words blah 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 it's impossible remember that song it's impossible tell a baby not to cry it's just impossible who sang it i don't fuck it though <laughs> i believe it was perry como that's probably right i think of of, of steve martin it's impossible to stick a leg in Oh. Drumstick up your nose or whatever. Oh, he did what par- he used to say. I did he a parody of that? Steve yeah, he used to oh. do some parody of that's all I can think of. Elvis. Saying. You notice what I'm doing here. I'm drinking the fucking green spot. You should try this. This is I can't. Mix I know you're up. half Irish, man, because this What is, is that? This is Irish. This is the best Irish whiskey in the world. I man. can't mix Damn it, I can't mix liquor. I'm not sixteen. It's what are you not, drinking? It's tequila. Oh fuck. Okay. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm I'm <laughs> Well, try this sometime. This is great. Uh, I will. It's, uh, Are you it, leaving it here? <laughs> I, I'll leave it here. No, don't. No, man. I'll add it to your bar, man. Is, did you bring this? Yeah. Oh. Oh. We would have gotten it for you. No, no. I asked for it. Oh, good. You guys got it. Oh, okay. Good. I, I want you to be happy when you're here at Club Random. I'm mm-hmm. very excited. Been excited for this. happy you were. <laughs> you should. This life that it was impossible. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess people who don't have that kind of temptation also don't have that problem, you know. You know, I got to say, I, and, and I and no, I, I, she probably never hear this, although she might. But you know, Sarah Allen was the most understanding human being on earth. Really, on earth, because. She went through this with me, and she was. Well, excuse me. Okay, you want to talk about Sarah Allen? Sarah Allen wrote more songs with me than John, right? Wrote the lyrics? Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. more than the lyrics. Yeah, Sarah and her sister, Jenna. Wow. They were musicians or they were just good uh, at it? Sarah, Sarah is a, a writer, oh. uh, you know, a lyricist, and, and Jana was a musician as well, her younger sister. We wrote Private Eyes, Kiss of My List. Wow. You name it. And we, we, so that's the love of your life? Uh, in some crazy way, yes, it is. I mean, I had a, a, an interim, but I was I was a, 
uh, married for quite a long time, and she died. I told you. Yeah. But, but uh, and, and she was the love of my life. To, as, I don't know. I, the love of your life. I don't know. I had a couple loves in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not just one. No. I mean, having never gotten married... You know, people say sometimes that question, what's the It's love? weird because I was with people all the time and now I'm totally alone. I mean, I'm and, and, and not dissatisfied with that idea. Right. Well, I think the older you get, the more set in your ways you get, which is not necessarily a bad thing. That doesn't mean you can't be flexible when you want to be, but you just yeah. know, you know what it is? You know what you like. When you're younger, you don't always know what you like, you know? Or, or, or what you what you bump into it, when, right? And, and what happens, you know? It's like no, circumstance. I mean, would I like to be twenty five again? Yes, but I absolutely would not take the deal if I had to be in that idiot's head. <laughs> you know Fuck what I mean? No, <laughs> right? Oh, like Socrates, I mean, you know, if, if, you know, the freed of the demon of the you know sex and all that. But uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I would, I. I I don't so, know if I'd want to be young. I, you know, I, I I got kids. I got stepkids, and I, I and I love them. But I wouldn't want to be no that age. I can't. No, only if I could have this head, but I can't. <laughs> no, that's the thing. You can't. You can't do it. And if I if if I literally could go back in time and live again, assuming it wouldn't be the exact same life, but I would be young again. I wouldn't trust that some of the stupid things I did this time around would get me killed or put in jail or, or just dumb fucking things I did. Well, I got and to tell said, you, I'd probably be in jail. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean... Uh, no, seriously. Right. We, probably you too. Yeah, because I was, uh, you know, selling pot and stuff when yeah. I was in college right. and New York had draconian drug laws and I could be just getting out of jail now I hear just you. for dealing pot. In 1977. Outrageous, or, isn't it? it well, it's what it is. It's there, but for the grace of God, go I kind of thing. Yeah. Or yeah. sliding doors. You know, the, remember you ever see that movie where it's kind of an interesting subject. I'm sure that's not the first time people have broached it, but somebody is running for a subway and the sliding doors in one life. Oh, yeah. They, they, it's they like, get it's in, like you go this way or you go that way. Right. Millisecond, then, right. and then shoot, your life changes. Yeah. Uh, which I actually believe. I think maybe, maybe we go. Right. Maybe we go all those directions. Right. But there's also something to be said for. I mean, I don't know how many number one hits you guys have. You and this other guy, I can't remember his name. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> that guy. That guy. Um, but that that's numbers show something isn't a fluke. You know, anybody can like have a have a, a any, any rocket can go up in show business, but a lot of them come down fairly soon. Nobody has I don't know what you have twenty giant hits or something. Think, Nobody has a whole. Con- I think it's like thirty. I, I don't know. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, numbers don't matter. I, I, exactly I, I really don't. Know. Twenty, thirty, fifty, whatever the fuck it yeah, is. Yeah. But my point is, like, when you go to a concert, if the band can do the whole show nothing but hits that's a concert we okay. have, we, we uh, when i do a hall and oats show we can't do all of our hits we have to because we, right well because i don't right. like to, i'm not springsteen i don't i don't do three hour shows right but but you know <laughs> right you know yeah. no but, but uh uh yeah 
It's 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 an right. amazing right. It, and neither right. and by the way, neither can Billy Joel, and neither no. and neither can Elton John, and neither That's can right. Paul McCartney. The, the, this is and the neither, world that I uh, and neither can the in. Eagles. But it's a small club. I would call it. Let's call it the Arena Club. <laughs> the people who can get the well, I'm in the arenas, yeah. Those guys are in the stadiums. It doesn't matter, but whatever. You're in the club. I'm talking about the it's, number it's of. That, it's that. Can you? Can you? The air is rare. Hours, the air is rare, man. You know, the air is rare. I mean, the Stones. Everybody complains. Oh, it's going to be the same playlist. Yes, because that's what you demand. You think they want the same playlist? They will. The last thing they want to do is of that. Of course. And that's sort and of what. And then they I'm, get blamed for it. That's why I'm sort of doing what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a whole alter, alternative tour. I, I I've been doing it. I did I did 30 shows this year, and I'm going to continue to do it. And it's. It's 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 songs quote Hall and Oates shows uh, songs, but it's also my other stuff that I've been doing over the years. That's yeah. my other albums, yeah. my solo stuff. I mean, you earned it. Hey, you earned it. You Amen. deserve it, right? Hey, you deserve men. a victory lap. And Thank there's you. plenty of people who will love to see that. I would love to see that. Well, yeah, because I am. It. Because first of all, it's kind of helpful to my psyche because I don't look back. Like, I only want to think about the future because there is nothing. The past doesn't exist. I remember it, but I don't understand these people who are consoled by, oh, wasn't that great? Yeah, it was, but it's not happening now. No, it's Unless it's happening tomorrow. It's different. It's yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, that is one great thing about music is it just doesn't ever fail. You can listen to a song for 50 years. Now, maybe you shouldn't listen to it every day, but it can just keep coming up over and over. Whereas... It's a funny thing. It's a, a, not a, unlike it, a, in other art forms. It, I it, can you, watch a movie maybe... A couple times. Three or four times. How many times over can you watch The Godfather, right? You right, know? over 25 years. Yeah, yeah. But not like I could hear, I'm telling you, I, I could know. hear the ones I've mentioned every almost every day, and I do hear them like really, certainly not a month goes by when they don't play. Yeah, and they're always good. I know it's an amazing thing. Yeah, it really is. It really is an amazing thing. I just uh, okay, to, just to throw this out, I just uh, found a box. It's about this big, and it's all my. You know, the way I write, I write with cassette tapes. I have done. Since about 1972 or 70 or whatever the fuck, you know, and you mean you sing into it because it's you know I get an idea, right? And you just want to preserve it without yeah, record play, right? right? Instead of writing it down, like, I, like no, and Mozart. then I, then, I, then I log right. it, right? Then I log it. To, well, and, I and I just found I just found hundreds of those tapes of all my career, of all oh, my really? ideas. Wow, all my ideas. You didn't know they existed. I knew they existed, but I didn't know where they were. Japan. And I found them. I fucking found them. I have hundreds and hundreds, excuse me, thousands of ideas. Thousands of ideas. From your youth. From my entire life up until the present. You know, that's funny. I have a similar thing, except I've known where this stuff was all, all along. I didn't discover it. But I've salted away so much stuff because I'm kind of a squirrel that way, you know, well, jokes and ideas and yeah. things. And uh, sometimes I will go back into that treasure trove and something will be awesome. And I always say, thank you, younger me. You left me this treasure that I found 30 years later. Isn't it interesting? Yeah, it's great. And I've been listening to I have my uh, guy that's been archiving it. And I listen to it. I go, 
listen to this guy. It's like, thank you, younger me. Exactly. That's exactly. That's <laughs> perfect. You should write a song called Thank, thank you, you, Younger, younger me. me. It's not a bad title. Hey. I Titles like are important, right? I think they are indeed. Isn't that a big thing of, you, you, you well, yeah. You got to get the, yeah. It's all Something the, to hook people. It's the hook. It's a hook. It's yeah. What, it's, it's provocative, you know? Right. And it sums, you know, sometimes it can sum something up. I mean, obviously there's many different types of songs. I'm, I've, I'm always partial to, you know, philosophy songs. Philo songs that are like, in a kind of a half ironic, half real way, because they are often a little corny and a little like obvious, but I kind of just... Give me an example. I don't know Oh, like mean. love travels on a gravel road, you know, <laughs> like, like there's a million of them. Desperado, okay. you know, ones that are imparting wisdom yeah, 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 yeah. to the audience, yeah. you know. Every rose has a thorn, you know. Oh, there's a line from every, what's the line in uh, Romeo? Every pain is filled with oh, uh, uh, pain and uh, something pain pleasure. and... It's someone else. Uh, pain and pleasure. It's no, like no, no. every no, pain. I can't remember. Yeah, but it's that. Yeah, yeah. I okay, I got, stone, I got it. I got it. So that, that was an aside in the verse. Yeah. That wasn't the hook, right? right. No, it wasn't the hook. It's a, no. I've always thought the pain is part of pleasure yes. for someone else. Yes. Hoping that it would never yeah. cloud my soul. I always thought that pain is part of pleasure. Yes. Right, right. It's a great. I can't believe I remember but that. It's, right. I can't believe it. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's a philosophy, you know, as opposed yeah, to yeah. she loves you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's exactly. Just, and there's just many, many songs like that. And they, they always amuse me because, again, country songs are full of it. Oh, fuck You yeah. know, it's all philosophy. Because it's, of course, it's dime store philosophy. But I like the fact that I'm tricked by how much I love the song. That even if the, if I read this as poetry, I'd probably laugh at it. But in the song, I, I'm loving it, you know. Um, yeah, lyrics and poetry are very different things. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. And they're not supposed to be the same things. Lyrics have to sing. Right. Literally. And they're not supposed to. And they have to do with vowel sounds. And it's and things like that. And it's an artistic expression, not a polemical ex expression. Exactly. It's not supposed to be literal or you know erudite. It's emotional. Music is emotional. Yes, it can reach you. And I mean, look, there are people like I would say Paul Simon is a guy who well wrote, there are artists i mean obviously dylan comes to mind but yes, paul dylan. simon people but who but that's a different because that is where the focus is and the music is secondary to it when you're dealing with melody and chords you have to deal with vowel sounds and, and when you're hitting a certain note you have it has to it right the, the sound has to go it, it's 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 a it's an aural thing yes you know it's 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 more it's it's outside of poetry it, 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 apropos of Paul Simon, I remember, and of what you just said, I remember uh, Simon was on Bob Costas's old show. Uh, Love that interview show we did. I did it once in the 90s, and he, he was asking Simon about Mrs. Robinson, and Paul Simon said, Mickey Mantle once came up to him, and he said, you know, your famous line, where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? Why couldn't you use me? And Simon said, <laughs> "Does it sound right?" He said, "Syllables, Mick. Syllables. Syllables, exactly. Do <laughs> Mickey Mantle. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. That, that, uh, that's that, totally right. My point. Right. That's the point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, I'm so glad you're still um, this into you, because you know you just don't know. 
about people, you know, what their private life is like. You don't know if they're still engaged. You don't know if they're still happy. You know, you don't know where their mind is. I mean, I've certainly run into more than a few people out here. I won't say names, but I ran into one guy at a party who I used to be quite friendly with. He's about 10 years older than me. And he was telling me how much uh, he liked Trump. And not only that, but that Obama had ruined the country and he did it on purpose. And this was a, a musician? No. Oh. No, an actor. Oh, dear. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you just don't know who's under the hat. So wow. I'm, I'm glad I got to. That ain't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do all day? When you're not working. Oh, I mean, fuck. I have so many things. I, when I'm not working, I'm always working. Well, first of all, I'm always, right. I am the same al way. I'm always working. Right. But when I'm not, I, I mean, I, I, I've been renovating my house. You know, I'm, I'm a big uh, historic house renovator and all that crap. And, and I've been doing that. And, uh, 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 that that so and you say and you're alone. You say you're not like married or anything. No, I'm not married. But what about the ladies of the world? I, I'm I, I really I have friends <laughs> with benefits. I have friends. Yeah, but good. but I no I I'm not, yeah. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 you're alone. A, I'm alone. You're on the stud farm, and that's where you belong. Yeah, you're in, there. You go, man. Let, you're just you're the racehorse that won the Kentucky Derby. I'm just, I'm just standing in the field. Yeah, just, just send over a filly now and then. Yeah, and, let my fucking that. rod go like that. <laughs> it should only do. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And when you travel, like, what's what's a place you love? Like, like. Yeah, cities have a vibe too, right? Like some cities, your vibe. With I, lo I love London. I've 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 London, lived in London yeah. forever. Oh. I mean, I the, the, I've lived in London longer than any place else. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm longer and, than New York or Philadelphia or any place. But as a as an American, but you can just stay as long as you want. Well, I go back and forth. You know, I'm a itinerant. Itinerant person. But you own something there? Yeah, I have a house there. But isn't there laws? You know about how long you can be in a country if you're not a citizen I mean, that, that, I, yeah yeah but I, I i've never that's never been a problem with me because i have to work all the time you know I, i'm never i'm never in one place long enough to be oh bothered by that i mean my, my wife was english so what's my so, kids what's, are english so what why you love london i just love it i think it's the best city i think it's the best city in in, in the world why What's because it's, it's the most diverse. It's the most yeah. interesting. It's I right. I I like it's low. I like you can see the sky. I love the houses. I love the architecture. I love I love the people. I'm an Anglophile. I'm, no, I I am too <laughs> because I'm yeah. terrible at language. So well, no, that I, too. But no, no. I, you know what? It's not just about the fact that they're you know it's it's they speak English. I I, I like it better than Paris. I like it better than than the other. Oh, Europeans. for sure. Yeah, Paris I, I is like London. Paris is amazing to look at more yeah. than any other city. I, well, like the French, it's amazing to look. Right, at. but I hate the food. Uh, yeah, the people are not warm, no, uh, not. and it's just it's big. And if you don't speak the language, I don't know. It's just very hard to. Yeah, it's just I, I I'm just not I'm I'm not a, a francophile. If I had some, you know, if I had some guide, like someone who really was. Oh, knew everything about Paris and where to go and who to hook you up with, and I could just tag along with. 
<laughs> with you know like I did do that. I I I, sp I spent of course I sp you did. I spent a couple months there with with Dave, with Dave Stewart, my friend Dave Stewart, uh -huh. and he was living there, and and we were really we made a record there. We made a three the Three Hearts album there, and uh, I was I was in Paris, and I went to these crazy places. I mean, just really crazy. When I say crazy, I mean really very Parisian. You know, like right. only would happen in Paris. And uh, what what was what is that? That would oh, like happen? a place called uh, Le Roi de Pontefou, which all they did was it was this dark room, and all they did was serve Pontefou. <laughs> What's that? It's it's fucking beef stew. <laughs> and no, it's stupid. That, that's an expression. That's an example. Oh, wow. Like these weird little highways and byways. I was hoping it was going to be some Moulin Rouge. No, back no, back no, 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 nothing like no. The opposite. The opposite of that. <laughs> Really? I, I, the opposite. Completely, no. you know, like well, real Parisian, like only in Paris kind of things. And right. I, I spent a couple of months there. I mean, not like a couple of months means yeah, nothing. I mean, but but I did experience sort of that idea where you could be there. And uh, I don't know. But what about America? Don't you, about? don't you have any love for us? Come on. You don't love any American city? Wait. Yeah, I like Charleston. What? I lived Charleston, in, South Carolina. I lived in Charleston. Oh, I, I you know what? I played Charleston. I, I I lived there for quite a few years, and uh, I I like Charleston. I have a funny story about Charleston. I was yeah. in there in like 1983, like my first year on the road as a comic, and uh, this is the days when the comedy clubs you had to work like five days. You had to work uh, like five days in a row, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh. Yipes. People only came on the weekends, really. But of anyway, course. comedy clubs were booming. So I'm staying in the little whatever motel they had for us. And every day, I go down, and uh, there's one copy of the New York Times, and I grab it. This is when the New York Times even went to South Carolina. You, as as That's you, hard to believe, actually. Big cities you can't get. <laughs> so, like, the fifth day, I go down there, and I say to the girl, and they kind of, wow, this is unbelievable. Every day, I've gotten the last copy of the New York Times, and she said, "Oh, we only get one. You, <laughs> you, you just, you, you buy. got, you got the, you got the paper. Probably the only one who bought it in the last year and a half." <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that the, the New York Times is not big in Charleston. I promise you. No, no. But uh, but why are you so down on the rest of America? Did we I say have, I was have, down on the rest well, of America? Well, I just I mean, said I like Charleston. Okay. I, but name what? Come on, you must like Chicago. I was just in Chicago this past week. I like. Weekend. See, I only go to those places to play. I don't. Yeah, me too. But I, I don't have a. I don't have a, like a vibe for like. No. Really? No. Come I, on. I, I went out of the you're, city, man. When I you guys were on the. Come on. I go in. I play. I, I fly in. I play a show, and I fucking leave. But you wait a second. All the years that you were on tour, heavily on tour, promoting the last album you know, which had four hits on it, you were in different cities. I know what those tour schedules look like. Okay, yeah. so you're in Atlanta this night. You're 28 years old. You didn't go out after oh, the show? Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the old days. Uh, yes, uh, well, or... Uh, oh, no, uh, well, that... that's different. I used to love Atlanta back in the 70s. Well, I'm just <laughs> picking any city. I'm saying, no, which just... cities did you like? Okay. You know, well, like, which depends did... on It depends on time. Okay, right. The the, the, sure. the, the early and, and mid seventies in Atlanta were fucking whip it. Atlanta was amazing. You know that song, um, uh, the, the, 
Oh, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. I, I, it's a uh, fuck. It's a yeah. famous band. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, uh, yes, I loved Atlanta. I lived out here for many years. I was involved with a woman out here, and I was in. You know, I, I lived here, and I loved L.A. in the seventies. Again, the seventies. Uh, and uh, L.A. in the seventies. L.A. in the seventies. It was like a fucking Ooh. cow town. Right. I Nothing was, was open on Sundays. Chalet Gourmet was the only thing that was fucking open. I used to live right across the street. Yeah. On Fairfax and yeah. Sunset. Yeah. I lived like two doors away. Everybody used to go there because right. the only thing that was open. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 70s, I was a teenager watching L.A. on my TV and wanting to be there so bad. I thought it looked like the coolest place in the world. Johnny Carson had just moved out to California and sunshine. And, like, <laughs> to me, it was just like this was going to be the Shangri-La. And you know what? It's not Shangri-La. But it kind of dis didn't disappoint me. I never, oh, I never vibe with. I mean, I love New York. It's my home, my home area where I grew up. But it's, you're you're a Jersey guy, right? Yeah, Jersey. But you know, I lived in New York twice. I get it. I have love for it. I but don't, I don't I, like I, we never vibed. This town yeah. sucked my dick on the first date. I've loved it ever since. It rained the first three weeks. Uh, I was here, and then the sun came out, and it kind of never went away. Well, it was always better. It was just, it just, it's just a vibe thing. I know? get it, man. I, I am not a fan of New York City. I go to, I, the only, I live outside of New York, right, in, in Connecticut, right? And I, I go into New York to, to go to doctors. That's yeah. all I can relate to in New York City is go to fucking doctors. And I, because I you think they have the best ones? Not even these days. I go to Stanford, Connecticut. <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, uh, at least in that area. But, but uh, I, I'm not a fan of New York. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship. And I, mean, most, I lived there for 20 years. But I don't. New Yorkers all have a love-hate relationship. It's just well, of course when, they do. Just that when you say it out loud, they get all pissy about no, it. How not. dare you not say it's the greatest city in the world? It's the greatest for you. It doesn't have to be the greatest for exactly. me. Exactly. It's, you know, you know it, and it had its time. It's a 20th century no, it's, city. It's, it's, it's a 20th century city, and we're in the 21st century. That's... I don't think fair, but you know what? Well, I'm, I'm okay, not, that's my opinion. I, you may be right. I, I have not been in New York enough to not living there. And, and, of course, the pandemic, I'll tell you, I don't know about that statement, but I will say this. They let the pandemic do to them kind of like what the 92 riots did to L.A. LA. They always said the, the, like the nightlife never really kind of came back in L.A. after that. Yeah. And I feel like... New York, I know they got hit very hard by the pandemic. Well, yeah, they close some, proximity of well, the obvious reasons. Well, and also they didn't make good decisions about the no, nursing bad, homes. Bad decisions. So I understand why it was more traumatic there. But I think there's still, you know, I mean, at some point you got to let it go. And, yeah. And not let it ruin all of life because it can. And, yeah. And, uh, don't get me on my high horse with COVID overreaction. Oh, no, we won't even go there. No. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Good. As long as you hear me. No, I do. I do. I well, promise you I do. I uh, I have to wrap this up, but I could do it all night. Oh, shit. I, well, you know, like I was saying to you before, you don't really know who a person I never met you. You don't know who a person is. You've loved them from afar, and then when you meet them, it could be like, oh, this guy's sort of a dick. So I can't tell you what a relief it is. That goes both ways, I, by the way. I appreciate that. I I kind of wish, you know, I have a little emotional thing, a Simon and Garfunkel thing with you and your 
boyfriend. Get over we're, it. We're, no, we're get the fuck over I that. I want to see you. I want to see you fishing together. <laughs> Great to meet you. Yeah, man. I'm glad you are who you are. It's really cool. All right, it's really cool. We'll do it again. I hope. Yeah, I'd like to. Club.